The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowners saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You too go into my vineyard, and I will pay you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon and about three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had arrived about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. But when the first came... They thought they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Several weeks ago, I mentioned a brief prayer by Cardinal Newman. You may remember it. My Lord Jesus, low as I am in your all holy sight, I am strong in you, strong through your Immaculate Mother, through your saints. And thus, I can do much for the Church, the world, for all I love. Cardinal Newman knew what it meant to be called. He answered that call in different ways throughout his life. But he answered the call. You and I are all called, we know that. We are called to different things. We are all called to a vocation. Married life, single life, religious life. We are called to respond in love to the commandments, in obedience to the call of God's redemption. We may even be called to a vocation. We are called daily and we are called moment by moment. That sometimes is lost on us, the call of God. We may have answered it. We may not have. 
We may have ignored it, rejected it. We may have answered it poorly. But that's all in the past. The past needs to be left in the past. No prophet or saint could ever bring it back. We may learn from the past, but we cannot relive it. We do have the present. The future isn't here yet. The present is. The present moment is where we have to hear the call of God. You know, St. Faustina, who is a very underrated saint, people think of her as a sweet nun who wrote about mercy. She was an incredible woman. Uh, She said, O present moment, you belong to me whole and entire. I desire to use you as best I can. And although I am weak and small, you grant me the grace of your omnipotence. As I said, we are all called. Today's gospel is about that, the call of God. Our Lord speaks of the kingdom of heaven. He's speaking of the church, too, by the way. Whenever he speaks of the kingdom of heaven here, he is speaking of the church as we know her and the call of God to each person in that. He is now speaking also to his own people, his own disciples, about who is called. The people of Israel, the Jewish people, believe they were, of course, the ones called uniquely, and they were. But many began to believe they were the only ones called. Our Lord now is going to try to tell them that he has come to call all humanity into this kingdom that he has come to bring. So he gives us this parable of those called um, to work in the vineyard. Now, that's important too. It was quite the custom back then for men to go and stand in the square and wait for someone to come and hire them. <clears throat> and their lives depended upon that. So they would stand and wait for someone to call them to work. In this case, there's a vineyard. Now that's important too. By the way, you remember that hymn it was Come labor on Who dares stand idle on the harvest plain while all around him waves the golden grain and to each servant does the master say Come work today. So he calls them to his vineyard. Now the vineyard is a symbol of the church it's a symbol of the Eucharist. That's important. Uh, We are called here first. Uh, Always when our Lord speaks of a vineyard, he's speaking of the Eucharist as well as the church, as well as the kingdom of heaven. So they are called, and I will give you what is just. So they went off, and then we came back at noon and um, three and five o'clock, and keeps calling people. That is the way it is with us sometimes, isn't it? The call of God is always there, but we aren't always ready to answer it. It may be only late in life that someone will respond to the call of God. Well, St. Augustine, we know St. Augustine. Late have I loved thee, O beauty ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved thee. He always regretted the time he wasted not answering that call. As you and I might at times, too. Why didn't I answer this before? If only I'd realized. If only I'd been attentive. If only I'd been listening to God instead of just listening to myself. 
So he calls them, and at the end, of course, he begins to pay out the wages. And those who are thought they were privileged, again, he's speaking to his own disciples, discover that they're getting the same wage as the others who were called also. Remember, though, that the price paid for this was paid for everyone. It's a universal price, and that's the cross. The cross is what is uh, the, the payment of God for our being called. And the generosity of God also is made very clear to us. <clears throat> so, as we hear that call each day, we have to spend time, as I said, first listening to God and then acting on what we know to be. The universal call, of course, is the call to holiness, the call to heroic virtue. That's the universal call. And perhaps we are very slow to answer that as well. You know, when I think of it, that's why it's so wonderful to read the lives of the saints, because they're so different. There are those who seem to answer the call from day one. St. Thomas Aquinas was one of those people. He always seemed to be answering the call from the first day of his existence. There are certain other saints like And then there are others, like um, Aloysius Gonzaga in his youth. Others, though, took time. Read the life, for instance, of St. Camillus, a soldier, a gambler. It took him a long time to answer that call. When he did, he did. He didn't answer it in a half-hearted sort of way. Very often when we answer the call, we want to do it to the degree our comfort level allows us. We don't become saints by doing that. We become saints by becoming uncomfortable because of the manner in which we answer the call. St. John of God (coughs) had a really uh, strange life and a rather wild one until he answered the call of God. Then his life became incredibly beautiful and incredibly painful, as often happens at the same time. Uh, St. Ignatius, a soldier, and so on and so on through history. Uh, The call comes... And we must then answer it. But you know what happened to St. Ignatius? <clears throat> the call came to him in a rather strange way. As you remember, he was injured and um, was laid up and recovering and in a great deal of pain. He wanted to read books about knighthood and things like that, but there weren't any. There was simply um, a book about the life of Christ and the lives of the saints. And not knowing he was going to be called by reading them, he began to read the lives of the saints. And at one point he said to himself, quid si ego hoc agerem? What if I were to do this? What if I did what St. Dominic and St. Francis did? That was the call. He never went back on that call. He just kept moving forward, as we must keep moving forward. And so <clears throat> we have to spend time daily thinking about that reality and about the accountability that we must give at the end of our lives for the manner in which we have answered it. As I said, we have the Eucharist here. That's what's so wonderful. We, have, we are in the vineyard and we have the food to get us through it. if We are willing to use it. Once again, I had somebody call me just yesterday from out of town who was going through a very bad period in his life and he said, what should I do? How should I pray? I said, there are many things you can pray, but I would recommend that you go into church, sit down before the Blessed Sacrament, and just listen to what God is telling you in God's own way. But you know, uh, St. Faustina had um, another reflection on the call of God. Um, 
And she said, you know, Patrick Henry, <clears throat> whom we know for give me liberty and give me death, once said something else. He said, if you're giving a talk and you forget what you're going to say, throw yourself into a sentence and trust God to get you to the end of it. Um, I highly recommend that when you forget something. And she said, and so trusting in your mercy, I walk through life like a little child, offering you each day this heart, burning with love for your greater glory. A good way to go through life, don't you think? Offering you this day this heart for your greater glory. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son and trusting in your mercy and love. For the Church throughout the world, and all her members will be attentive to the call of God, especially the Church suffering, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, for peace, and that our nation will answer the call to conversion, we pray to the Lord. <clears throat> for all those who are sick and suffering, those who bear the cross of Christ in any way, that they may know that they are called to him in their suffering, those who are greatly tempted, for those who have wandered away and lost the call, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who answer the call of God to an heroic life of witness, for a greater reverence for the witness of marriage and the call of marriage in the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy. They will first answer the call to holiness and then proclaim that kingdom. We pray to the Lord. For all those suffering from the hurricane, especially now the people in Puerto Rico, for all who have died, for all those assisting them, we pray to the Lord. For our deacon, for his wife Karen and their family, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died on the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. <clears throat> May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. <clears throat> And for all of us here, we will answer the call of God at every moment of our lives and respond with courage and with joy, we pray to the Lord. Lord we now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing. <clears throat> 